Tales from the Wild. Stories from the Heart. A journey into the mind and soul of fired up business professionals where they share their vision for the future. And hear from a different non-profit organization every month as they create awareness of their goals and their needs. Dive into a world of untamed passion as we join our host Shireen Buerta for this month's episode of Friends from Wild Places. All right, good day, Wild Hearts. Shireen here. I am your virtual boutique bookkeeper and QuickBooks advisor. The feeling is great and empowering as you scale your business, but you and I both know that as your business grows, the more transactions are made and the more you need to spend time in your books to make sure that they are up to date and accurate. And you don't have that time, do you? Call Shireen's Bookkeeping Services today and allow me to do your books so you can do life. If you want to know more, go check me out at www.shireensbookkeeping.com and allow me to keep your books clean so you don't have to. Welcome back, listeners. You are listening to Friends from Wild Places with myself, Shireen Buerta, and my co-host, Professor Tanya Scotesi. Tanya, what's news from your side of the world? Well, welcome. Welcome, everyone. This morning here in Miami, uh, a cloudy day, but we are doing well. We are enjoying life, staying busy at the college, spreading kindness and love where we can, and trying to be the vision in the world. So this afternoon and this morning, depending on where we're calling in from, we have Sharina's calling in from South Africa. I'm based here in Miami, and we have a phenomenal guest today, Ms. Zinat Simon. Ms. Zina, where are you calling in from? I'm in Miami also. Miami, we're neighbors then. Yes, we are, we are. Awesome, well, welcome. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Thank so welcome. So Zinat Simon is the owner of Firefly Bridge Organizing from Miami, Florida, USA. Zinat is a professional organizer and productivity specialist. She works with busy parents to organize their homes and workspaces so they can spend time on what they actually love and still have a home that they enjoy living in. Zinat is a wife, mom, and chemical engineer with an MBA. She founded Firefly Bridge in 2017 with a mission to teach others how to simplify and organize. She is a member of NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals, and is a board member of South Florida Chapter of NAPO, NAPO. Welcome again. You are so welcome here, Zinat. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day just to spend with us. My goodness. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I'm very honored. Yeah, it's our pleasure. So I just want to get straight into the quote of the day. This is the quote that Zinat actually, it's close to her heart. It is from Maya Angelou. Is that correct? Maya Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. And it says, each one of us has lived through some devastation, some loneliness, some weather superstorm or spiritual superstorm. When we look at each other, we must say, I understand. I understand how you feel because I've been there myself. We must support each other and empathize with each other because each of us is more alike than we are 
unalike. So that was a good one. Thank you for sharing that with us. And so, Zinat, what does that quote mean to you? For me, it means understanding, tolerance. We don't know what's happening in anyone else's life, but our own. And it came to me when I read that I just started having children. I'd stopped working after a long career and it just felt very isolating. None of my friends had kids. And so everyone was working. I felt very much thrown into this world of motherhood and trying to figure out what that means. I chose not to continue working my, my choice, but it was a very, very difficult transition. And when I read that, I thought, wow, here I am looking at everyone else, wondering how are those moms that I saw at preschool who were always fully dressed, always their hair done and they looked well, you know, I always just look at them and think, how are you doing this? How are you put so well put together when I'm just barely keeping it, you know, <laughs> straight, getting my kids out of getting my kids dressed and into the car and, and to preschool. It was such a, such an eye opener to start thinking, why am I comparing myself? No one lives my life, but me. And they have also their own lives and whatever is happening in their lives, they may look put together on the outside, but who knows what's happening at home? Who knows what's happening with their children? Who's no, who knows what they think about what's happening in my home? Because I look like this. So, so I tried to stop with the comparison. I think that's what we need to do is to stop with the comparisons and really focus on just lifting each other up. Zina, I, it's funny, it makes me reminisce. Uh, Sharita and I had done a podcast uh, several months ago and we had talked about that. And it's like sometimes perception, right? It's like, if you see mm -hmm. somebody made up, sometimes we had talked about, it, it was like a really raw and material as far as that sometimes people do that because they feel like their world is falling apart. They wish they could be completely natural and no, you know, not made right. up, not ready to go. Right. So, as you know, working parents, sometimes it is the flip because I was a working single mom. And it's like, sometimes like you see people like that was just like laid back. It's like, oh, I aspire to be that person. So mm -hmm. it's all perception. It really is yes. where we are sitting. So I truly, you know, yes. I admire your words. No, oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Whether you're a new mom, uh, comparing yourself to other moms, whether you're just a, I don't know, it really, we t the comparison issue is, I think, a really, really big issue amongst women. Oh, I agree. And I mm -hmm. think, especially as women business owners, when we're starting out and we're looking at others who are having, you know, who have immediate success right. and we're looking at ourselves thinking, this is not me. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not making it maybe I should just quit. Maybe I should just, you know, figure out something else because they're doing great and I'm not what's happening. Right. But right. business is business. And, and we understand that everyone has their own path to, Absolutely. to build their businesses. Absolutely. And I think it's a really very long dark down. If you start saying, well, why don't, why am I not there mm, where yeah. they are right now? You know, I'm working really hard. Why, why don't I have the success that that person has, you know, right. and, and that's a very dark and long tunnel to go down and you need to stay away from that because as you said, Zinat, everyone is walking a different journey and no one else can walk your journey is always what I say. 
there's only one of you and we need to just, you know, respect the, the walk and the journey that we're on. So in the light, in the light, I'm actually nervous to talk about this next topic. <clears throat> Hence my, my uh, voice is cracking. Okay. In the light of what's going on in the world right now, and I think everyone feels it and it's touched everyone's hearts. But I just wanted to take a moment, and I think your quote is applicable in this topic as well, Zenat. I wanted to speak about what's happening in Israel and Gaza. Uh, what are your feelings about this whole scenario, especially when it first happened, to how are you feeling about it now, and how is it affecting you? And I just want you to know, and everyone that's listening to understand, that this is a time to speak your truth and share your opinion. This is a safe space for everyone. So there's no judgment here. And I only want respect and love. So no hate speech, please. But yes, I just want us to talk a little bit about it. So Zenat, as our visitor, yeah. please share a little bit about your thoughts on this whole thing. Well, it's been, this has been incredible. In this is the first not the, this is sadly not the first time we've seen this kind of brutality. And so when it first happened, my first reaction was shock and it just felt surreal. Is this really what's happening? You know, this is 2023. Is this really what's happening? Is this really how we treat each other? Mm -hmm. I was flabbergasted that this could even happen, that people, anyone has it in their hearts to do something like this. And so, you know, I've had a chance to sit with it for a few weeks and I am, you know, I've history repeats itself, but why, you know, this is, this is in my mind, it's why, why does this continue to happen? Why have we not learned? Why are we not able to find some sort of understanding, some sort of, of compromise? And I know sitting here on my side of the world, I can say that, and I know that living it is much different than seeing it from over here, but I look at this type of brutality and I just, I can't understand it. It, mm -hmm. it makes me so sad. And I think about, so my kids are older, they're high school and, and young adults. And so they're able to, to see this and process and understand. And we talk about it, mm -hmm. but for, you know, the younger kids, how much of this do we want them to understand what's happening, but how much of the raw brutality of it do we share with them? I never want them to feel numb to violence. Mm -hmm. I want them to understand what violence is, uh, you know, even when they were young and things had happened in the world, school shootings and other crazy violent events around the world. I wanted them to know what was happening in the world and kind of the, the reasoning behind it that the way that I understood it in any case, but I also didn't want them to feel like this is part of life. This is what's going to happen. I have hope that at some point, maybe in my, not in my lifetime, but in their lifetimes, that things will be different. People will think and feel differently and, and communicate dialogue with each other differently. And that hasn't happened in the past 80 years, you know, that nothing has really changed in that part of the world that I can see. Mm. So it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. 
and yourself, Tanya? You know, it's when you look at people, right? And people from all walks of life, all nations. And everyone has, as you mentioned, you know, very eloquently, you know, a perspective, right? So we sit back from our viewpoint, from our perspective. But when you look at leaders, world leaders, world politics, world religions, it's so much above the average common person, right? So I think that's what we are sitting, you know, we're sitting back as the one individual or a group of people looking at what's happening and saying, what can we do to make it different? So I think it kind of starts there. I mean, if you look historically, you know, from a historical perspective, you know, politics, religion has been, I mean, many, many over the years have lost their lives and everything that they had to stand for. So as you stated, you know, in the year 2023, to still be faced with, you know, maybe times have changed to some degree, but at hand, that's probably the essence, you know, just different viewpoints. And, you know, we just pray for peace. I think that's what we do is we pray for peace and um, just literally one day at a time. Mm. Right, right. Well, I might trigger something here, but okay. So I'm going to start off by saying this. I am not on either side, but I am on the side of the innocents. So there has been people murdered and killed and oppressed on both sides. And those are the people I'm standing for. It's those defenseless ones that didn't ask for this, that unfortunately was in the wrong time in the wrong place. I'm 100% for them. I do not and don't understand someone that can come to me and go, well, I rape and kill those people because they oppressed me, because they did horrible things to me, because they tortured me and they deserve it. So I'm going to go there and I'm going to do the same things back to them or even worse. I cannot and will not condone that in any way, shape or form. I can't because goodness knows we have all and more others have been horribly oppressed. Horrible things have been done to them. But you still decide and you still have a choice on how to react despite what has been done to you and I think we forget that everybody has a choice at the end of the day and you can still have a choice no matter how much you think that that might have been taken away from you for a period of time you still have a choice on how you're going to move forward with your life and how you want to be, you know, what you want to leave behind as remembrance of who you are. And so I have to say that because for me, it's really heavy on my heart because I do, I'm 100%, I'm not on either side, but I do stand for the innocent lives that have been hit by this. But I also do not and cannot condone, I'm going to kill your families in that because you beat me up when we were in school and you right right you know did hor horrible other things to me when we were growing up whatever the case may be yeah. uh, so I just wanted to say that 
I don't know if that might if that triggers anything further from YouTube, but I just that's my feelings on it. Mm -hmm. No, I just think, you know, as we said, sometimes, you know, people get triggered by watching media and feel that they have to pick a side when that's not really even what's being offered. It's our choice to stay and we can process and, you know, choose peace for for humanity. Agreed. Exactly. And continue to be hopeful that the, the lessons of hate and violence don't continue from generation to generation to generation because that's what's happened. That's history. And, you know, you, you teach your children, but I also teach my children to, right. you know, there's a world of opinions out there, not just mine. So and let's listen to a number of opinions before you formulate your own. But of course, exactly. you know, we can't, we can't have that influence on everyone in the world. And so that perpetuate, you know, there's a perpetuation of right. thinking that, that at some point has to change. And I don't know how to change that. I wish I did. Keep being hopeful. Yeah, exactly. It's not an easy thing to fix. <laughs> As you said, this no. is thousands and thousands of years and that's been going yeah. on, but it can start with you. It can, little things can start with you and, and you just got to keep on doing what you're doing, you know? And so with that, Zinat, I want to get into a little bit about who you are and your business that you started. So tell <laughs> us a little bit about your background, who you are, and, you know, your decision to become a business owner out of all things. Out of all things. Well, I, I had a, a very traditional type of, of career path early on. I finished my studies and I got a job as a, an engineer in R&D at a food company, and it was fabulous. It was a great career. It was fun. There was a lot of creativity. There was a lot of camaraderie, and it was great. But when I started having I gotta kids- ask, I got to ask you, creative? I'm admiring <laughs> for the engineer part because Engineers. I'm creative and engineer. Like You got to explain that a How little bit. How did that bit. happen? Yeah. Well, so yeah. as a chemical engineer, you know, there were- options in the in the day this was in the 90s you could work for a petroleum company an oil company that kind of thing or you could work for consumer products companies and then there were of course other you know french companies but the ones that came to our school to recruit were mostly the chemical companies the petroleum companies and then there were a handful of consumer products companies and i was drawn to that more so than okay you know do i want to work on an oil field not really, <laughs> but do I want to do this? This felt more like, okay, I'm touching individual lives by working for a consumer products company. And so I went that path. And within that company, I was lucky enough to be placed in research and development for various food categories, you know, during the time that I was there. So that was very interesting. We got to do a lot of new product launches, product formulations, a lot of new product testing with consumers and that kind of thing. So we got to see how our products were actually affecting individuals, which was great. It was, it was a lot of fun. That's where the creativity come, came in. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But then when I chose to stay home after my kids in the back of my mind, I thought, okay, well, once they're a certain age, didn't really know what that was. I'll get back into the, the workforce. No problem. 
So stayed home, you know, had the kids. I, you know, loved being there to take them to school, to bring them home from school. The after school time was fantastic. I, I loved, you know, doing the, the after school routines with them. And then when, as they grew up, they had their after school activities and things. And so we were, I was a chauffeur, multiple kids, multiple places. And then at some point, yes, they grew up. And then I thought, okay, so is this a time for me to get back into the workforce? Because honestly, once they're more, you know, they can sustain themselves. Right. I am not a person who likes to, I want to be home to organize my house every day, or I want to clean all day, or I want to cook all day. That's not really me. And so I really wanted to do something else to have impact outside of, of my own home. And so I tried a few different things, a few kind of like side gigs, side jobs that I, I did a lot of volunteering in between, especially while my kids were, were in school, did a lot of volunteering while they were in school, very young. And then when I decided, okay, let me think of something that I want to do. The last thing I wanted to do was to go back to, you know, in office or in lab job working for someone else, because I would have, I knew that I would have very little flexibility. And I wanted still to be able to, if my child has a performance in the middle of the day, in the middle of the afternoon, I just want to be able to go pick up and go. I want to be able to pick them up from school and bring them home. That after school time is so precious with them. They tell you all their stories. And if you're lucky, they'll tell you about what happens at school. So that was still interesting to me. And I couldn't figure out how to do that in a typical, regular, quote unquote, job. And so I started looking around, well, what could I start on my own? Thinking only as if it was going to be this very, you know, small part-time thing while the kids were in school. And all during this time, while, while they were very young, we moved around a lot with them, multiple times with them. We had, you know, boxes that had moved from our very first move that had never been opened in 10 years. I would just push them into closets. And I started feeling very overwhelmed by everything that we had in our home and also overwhelmed by everything that was on our schedules, you know, multiple practices, lessons, this, that for everyone. And so much so that I started kind of losing myself. Like, why, why am I here? What am I here for? Other than raising these beautiful kids, but like, what else? And so I realized that I wanted to just simplify everything so I could start to think and feel about what is it that I want to do. And that simplification process for me took a long time because it, I couldn't understand how I could get, just get rid of stuff. And I needed to get rid of stuff because it didn't all fit. You know, we, we were cramming stuff into closets, drawers, nothing was ever organized. The laundry was always behind. I was always behind on the laundry. You know, things were just upside down. I felt actually a lot of angst and maybe even like embarrassment and shame about having people in my home because of the way that it looked, not because of the home that it was, but because of the clutter, there was always something papers and toys and random things everywhere. And I couldn't figure out why I'm an intelligent person. You know, I worked in a very technical field. I knew how to do all these things. Why couldn't I just get a handle over my stuff and my home? And, you know, the thing that I like to do is do the research. And so I dove deep into why that was happening. I read as much as I could about it. I found lots of psychology books, but also I ended up finding Peter Walsh and 
Julie Morgenstern, and then later on Marie Kondo, and a very similar theme, organize your space. And for me, it was just not organize my space, but I organize my space in order to organize my life, simplify my space in order to streamline my life. And I call it streamlining. And after I figured out how to do this for myself in a way that I can make it stick, that it would stay, that I would stay streamlined and organized easily. So I wasn't spending hours every weekend reorganizing, cleaning, you know, I wanted to spend a you know, the minimal amount of time doing that stuff so that I could live my life, enjoy my home, enjoy my family. And once I learned how to do that, I realized I found NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals, and through their education and through their association with other professionals doing this as a job, I realized this is an industry. I could do this as a job. I would love to do that. And so I started my business again as a hobby thinking this was just going to be like a short-term thing until I found what I really, you know, what my real job was going to be. But this ended up being the thing that brings me joy, that brings me, you know, this feeling of accomplishment when I'm able to teach others how to streamline their homes. And I always say that my goal is once I've taught someone to do this, and you know, for some people it takes a day, for other people it takes months, but whatever it is, however long it takes for me to be able to pass on this knowledge to you, you should never need an organizer in your home again. You, you will be able to do this because you'll know how to streamline your life and keep it that way for good. So that's how I became an organizer. <laughs> Tune in next week for part two from Friends from Wild Places. You've been listening to Friends from Wild Places with Shireen Buetta. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast from the links to catch every episode and unleash your passion.